Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is True Crime Psychology and Personality where we discuss the pathology behind some of the most horrific crimes and those who committed them from a scientifically informed perspective. I'm Dr. Todd Grande. I have a PhD in counselor education and supervision, and I'm a licensed professional counselor of mental health. Dr. Todd Grande, that's my YouTube channel. Today's question is, can I provide an update on the Lori Vallow Chad Daybell case, including information revealed on the 48 Hours episode featuring Chad Daybell's children. Another question here is, can I look specifically at the case against Chad Daybell? I've talked about the Vallow Daybell case a few times before, so I will offer a quick summary, which incorporates the updated information, and then I'll move to my analysis. The compressed summary doesn't seem too compressed because of the massive number of events in this case. It's a very complicated case compared to most alleged murders. Starting with the summary, Chad Daybell was a gravedigger who wrote books about the apocalypse in the context of his beliefs as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He was married to a woman named Tammy, and they had five children. The family lived in Utah for quite some time before moving to Rexburg, Idaho in 2015. Lori Vallow was five years younger than Chad Daybell. She had been married a number of times. She had a son named Colby in 1996. From her third marriage, she had a daughter named Ty Lee. Lori and her fourth husband, Charles Vallow, adopted a boy named JJ, who was the grandson of Charles Vallow's sister. At some point, Lori started reading the books that Chad had written. The two would communicate. They were on a podcast together at one point. They shared a number of unusual beliefs on a variety of topics, including zombies, the end of the world, and Lori being a deity. Based on what Charles Vallow told the police, it sounds like Lori started to think of him as a zombie, like he really wasn't Charles Vallow, he was someone else. A demon was in his body. Lori threatened to kill Charles, or the zombie that he now was, which led him to file for divorce. About five months after this, in July of 2019, Lori's brother, Alex Cox shot and killed Charles in a house rented by Lori. Alex claimed it was self-defense, saying that Charles had come by to pick up JJ, an argument started, and Charles attacked Alex with a baseball bat. Alex, Lori, and Ty Lee were interviewed by the police. Their stories were similar, and the police let them go. No charges were filed at that time. On or about September 1, 2019, Lori Ty Lee, JJ, and Alex moved to Rexburg, Idaho. On September 8, the four of them would visit Yellowstone National Park. This is the last time Ty Lee would ever be seen alive. That same day, Chad increased Tammy's life insurance to the maximum allowed on the policy. The next day, September 9, phone records indicate that Alex's phone 
was located on Chad's property in Idaho for about two and a half hours. Fourteen minutes after the phone was placed there, Chad transmitted a text message to his wife, Tammy, saying that he shot a raccoon and buried it on the property. On September 23, 2019, JJ is captured on a doorbell camera playing with a friend. This was the last time he would ever be seen alive. So at this point, both Ty Lee and JJ are missing. On October 9, Tammy Daybell calls 911 to report that a man shot at her with a paintball gun when she was in her driveway. The police believe the assailant was Alex Cox, Roy's brother. On October 19, we see that Tammy Daybell mysteriously dies in her home in Rexburg, Idaho. Initially, no autopsy was performed, but her body was exhumed later. The police would not reveal the results of the autopsy, but one of Chad's sons said that the police told him Tammy died from asphyxiation. Before Tammy's death, Chad started having what appeared to be a romantic relationship with Lori. One of Chad's daughters suggested it was at least an emotional affair. A few weeks later, Chad and Lori flew to Hawaii. No one else was with them. The couple married there on November 5. Due to reports from concerned family members who lost contact with JJ and Ty Lee, the Rexburg police conducted a welfare check at Chad's residence on November 26. Lori told the police that JJ was with her friend in Arizona. Her name was Melanie Gibb. Chad had apparently told Melanie not to answer the phone when the police call. The police came back the next day with a search warrant. Chad and Lori were not there. A few days later, they flew to Hawaii again. And, just like before, no one else was with them. It was just the two of them. Alex Cox died of a blood clot in Arizona on December 12, 2019. He was cremated, so an autopsy is not possible. Lori was arrested in February of 2020 and charged with deserting her children. The remains of Ty Lee and JJ were found on Chad's property in Idaho on June 9. A few hours later, Chad was arrested and charged with concealment of evidence. Later, he would be charged with felony murder. According to one of his daughters, he was shocked and didn't know why the police arrested him. It's worth noting that to arrest Chad, they had to pursue him in his vehicle. He wasn't driving at a high speed, like he wasn't trying to obviously evade them, but he was driving away from his residence. On May 25, 2021, Chad and Lori were charged with first-degree murder, conspiracy to commit first-degree murder, and grand theft by deception. Chad was also charged with murdering his wife. Two days later, Lori was deemed incompetent to stand trial based on her mental health status. On June 29, Lori Vallow was indicted by a grand jury in Arizona on conspiracy to commit murder in connection with the death of Charles Vallow. On August 5, the prosecution in Idaho announced they were seeking the death penalty for Chad. It's not clear when the trial will start, as Chad and Lori are supposed to be tried together, but again, Lori is not competent to stand trial at the time I'm making this video. Now moving to my analysis. First, I will take a look at the 48 Hours episode featuring the five children of Chad Daybell, then I'll move to the other components, like looking at the case against Chad. What struck me here in looking at this interview was just how completely Chad's children believed in him. It's clear that they were very surprised by his alleged behavior. They don't believe he's guilty, but they can't really explain all the evidence. 
it sounds like they've had a rough time in the community, like people think of them as bad because Chad is their father. They seem to put the blame for the homicide squarely on Lori Vallow, like their father just ran into some bad luck by meeting her. One of Chad's daughters said none of this would have happened without Lori. It would seem as though the father they thought they knew is much different than the one they actually have. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight, cisgender white men. And the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth. And together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even though they still defend him as far as the homicide charges, they have to admit that something strange was going on with Chad's relationship with Lori, like his behavior was out of the ordinary. There's a lot of evidence that his children would have to ignore to believe that Chad is not guilty. Not just the evidence surrounding the murders of Tylee and JJ, but the evidence suggesting Chad murdered their mother, Tammy. His children are willing to overlook a lot of incriminating evidence, and they appear to be unified in their belief. Perhaps as time goes on, they will start to look at things a little differently. One daughter suggested that her father was framed. She noted that the residence is surrounded by a lot of land. There are no houses nearby. There are plenty of options for burying a body other than putting it close to the residence. His children suggested that he was too smart to bury the bodies on his property. Any argument based on the premise that Chad is too smart is probably doomed from the outset. One could argue that Chad is not guilty of being too smart for anything. There's also this idea that because Chad used to dig graves for a living, he would never have created such sloppy work on his property, like he would not have created a shallow grave. He only digs quality graves. This is a good point, but perhaps Alex actually buried the bodies. He was not a professional gravedigger, so he wouldn't have that same commitment to quality. At the time making this video, both Chad and Lori are presumed innocent. They have not been tried and convicted. Whether they are actually guilty or not, the evidence certainly doesn't look good for them. This takes me to looking at the case against Chad Daybell. I think the special on 48 Hours is interesting because it focuses on Chad Daybell. When there's this tendency to think of this as being a case of two conspirators, or perhaps three conspirators, if we throw in Alex, although again, he's already dead, so he won't be tried for any crime. So we see this thinking that Lori and Chad are in this together. If one's guilty, the other is guilty. But what if that's not the case? What if Lori Vallow was guilty and Chad is not? Seems a bit hard to believe, but it's technically possible. 
Let's take a look at the factors both for and against the idea that Chad Daybell is guilty, keeping in mind that he has been charged with three murders, the murder of Tammy, Ty Lee, and JJ. Starting with the inculpatory evidence. Chad increased Tammy's life insurance benefit right before she died. Allegedly, Tammy died from asphyxiation. Who else would have done this other than Chad? No one's making the argument that she ended her own life or someone else killed her. The timing of her death seems suspicious. Alex allegedly killed Charles Vallow just a few months before Tammy's death. And then we see that Chad marries Lori just a few weeks later. Alex allegedly tried to kill Tammy, although it's not clear why a paintball gun was involved. Perhaps Tammy misidentified what Alex was holding. It's hard to believe that it's a coincidence he would try to kill her, and then she would die under mysterious circumstances just 10 days later. The bodies of Ty Lee and JJ were found on Chad's property. He texted his wife about killing a raccoon, like he was trying to explain why the ground was disturbed. Raccoons are nocturnal. They don't come out during the day too often. The raccoon was never found. One of Chad's daughters said the police never searched a secondary pet cemetery on the property. So she's implying there that if they did, they would have found this magic raccoon. I guess this family didn't have a lot of luck with pets. How much area did they need devoted to pet cemeteries? That text about the raccoon was sent around the same time Alex Cox was on the property. Around the time of the alleged murders, Chad and Lori were really connecting over the whole zombie apocalypse thing. Their beliefs include the idea that they would have to kill zombies as part of their duties as deities. Being a deity comes with a lot of responsibilities. It's not all just sitting on clouds and granting wishes. Sometimes they really have to get their hands dirty and take out the zombies. This deity-authorized zombie slaughter would involve spiritual weapons. The demons were taking over people's bodies. They were people who were dark and light. In an email to Lori, Chad once classified Ty Lee as dark, making it seem as though he believed she was one of these zombies. Individuals believed to be Chad and Alex were captured on video surveillance at a storage unit in Rexburg, Idaho. The unit contained items that belonged to Ty Lee and JJ. Chad allegedly told Melanie Gibb not to answer the phone. This makes it seem as though he didn't want the police to find out that JJ was missing. Why would that be something he was interested in? Chad, along with Lori, told various stories about Ty Lee and JJ, including that Lori had no minor children and that Ty Lee had died in 2017. The timing of the various deaths in this case, including the death of Charles Vallow, makes it seem as though Chad and Lori were working diligently to be together. They were eliminating anybody who could have interfered in their magical, apocalyptic journey of love. It could also be that they were eliminating witnesses to Lori's crimes, like the alleged murder of Charles Vallow. The last inculpatory item I'll talk about here is Chad's general demeanor around the whole issue of these fatalities. It's almost like he just didn't care. He gets married a few weeks after Tammy's death. He won't answer questions about where Ty Lee and JJ are. He knew they were missing. He knew they were supposed to be there. If he was truly innocent, one would think that he would have been very alarmed. Like he would have been running to the police and saying, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not involved. You should take a look at this Lori person. She thinks she's a deity who's supposed to kill zombies. How unusual is that? 
So again, just no effort to try to appear innocent. Now moving to the exculpatory factors. Chad's children argue that they declined to have an autopsy performed on their mother. So it wasn't Chad's decision. It was their decision. Why would he do that if he was guilty? Why would he trust them to say, we don't want an autopsy? As far as I know, there are no witnesses who directly implicate Chad. There is no video, no physical evidence tying him to the homicides. Lori's brother Alex appears to have been involved in a series of crimes. He had accumulated a lot of suspected illegal activity. Could it be that Chad was just looking the other way as Alex carried out the crimes? Almost like Alex was Lori's enforcer. Like Chad was not really guilty of murder, rather he was just deliberately not paying attention. When considering all of the evidence, it doesn't look too good for Chad Daybell. I think he's probably guilty, but of course we'll have to wait for the verdict from the trial. Chad's in a tough position as he is now facing the death penalty. He has proclaimed that he has lived 31 different lives on many Earth-like planets. The state of Idaho would like to assist him in moving to number 32. I know Chad was excited about his new life as a deity with Lori by his side. It appears as though, at least for a while, he will have to restrict his apocalyptic leadership role to commenting on the Walking Dead television series playing in the day room of the jail. This has been True Crime Psychology and Personality from Ars Longa Media. This content is for educational and entertainment purposes only. Ars Longa Vita Brevis. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.